You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. It's uh, it Shredder Sunday, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Shredder Sunday, I think, uh, is probably... It's definitely one of my favorite Sundays of, of the year. And it's funny because Beck and I were talking about this in, in, our, you know, in a lot of churches. The week after Easter is just sort of like a wash. It's like, ah, oh, it's after Christmas, like, ah, oh, whatever. And like, you know, you just sort of check out and oh, I'll take a sabbatical Sunday. The thing I like about our lead pastors is that they're just like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to press the gas. We're just going to keep going. We're going we're gonna to end the year in strength, uh, and then we're going to launch into this next year with strength. And uh, the, thing that's, the thing that's amazing about Shredder Sunday is, uh, is y- you see, it's important um, not only how you start a thing, but how you end a thing, right? And so as we start 2021, uh, it's important that we end 2020 the right way. Amen. So you just, a lot of people, uh, as, as they look towards the new year, they set goals, right? They, they, they'll sit down and, and they'll put some things out on paper that they want to accomplish. They'll make some resolutions. They'll do some things. Um, and, uh, and, and how many of you know that, that, you know, sometimes those don't go as well as, as planned, right? I made a resolution a while ago that I would stop making resolutions. It's just, I'm done. I'm done. It's the only one I've ever kept. <laughs> the problem is that if we, if we set a goal, if, if, we, if we have a vision, if we have a thing that we want to accomplish, but we don't, if we don't shred the things, if we don't get rid of the things, if we don't get rid of the negative mindsets and the, old, the, the patterns of, of behavior, if we don't get rid of those things, then guess what? As we launch into the next year, those things are still with us. And so, uh, you know, it's no wonder that it didn't pan out the way that you thought it was going to pan out because all, the only thing that changed was the calendar. You're still the same because you, you didn't get rid of the baggage and the crap that you needed to get rid of. Amen. And so that's why Shredder Sunday is so important. Shredder Sunday is important because we need to end the year right so that we can start the year in, in strength. And we're going to get rid of some dysfunctions this morning. Some of you have been carrying dysfunctions like your whole life. It's going to end here. We're going to step out in faith and we're going to say, this thing's done. I'm shredding it at the altar and I believe that it's not going to come with me into this next year. Amen. Come on, come on, come on. Open your Bibles to Joshua, Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3, it'll be up on the screen behind me. Joshua chapter 3, verse number 14, this is what it says. The people, so the people left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was the heaviest, it was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But soon, uh, but as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark, touched the water at the river's edge. The water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zerathin. And the water below that point flowed into the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Listen to this. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. The title of my message this morning is Cross Over. Cross Over. Over. We're going to cross over. 
We're gonna cross over some things this morning. Because if you're gonna land over here, right, if you're gonna cross from here to here, you've gotta leave this behind so that you can enter into here. You can't just, you can't just enter something without exiting something, right? Crossing over, cross over. This is, uh, this is something that the Israelites weren't new to. The Israelites are used to crossing over, right? They, it, this isn't the first time they crossed over. If you remember the, the Red Sea, they crossed over the Red Sea, right? They crossed out of slavery and bondage, right, into the wilderness. And now they're crossing from the wilderness into what? The, the promised land. And this, is, this has been the story of the nation of Israel in fact, in fact, what, what, do we, what do we know about the nation of Israel? They were first known as what? Hebrews. Hebrews. Abraham the Hebrew. Right? Hebrew actually means to cross over. Hebrew means to, to cross over. See, this is the thing that the people of God are always supposed to be doing. The people of God are supposed to be crossing over. Unfortunately... Lots of people who would call themselves Christians, they get stuck. And they stop crossing over. And it's because they're not getting rid of the things that they need to be getting rid of. They're not moving, they're not making progress. They're like, oh, I'm Christian. And then they sit in complacency. And they wonder why they're not living the life that God's called them to live. They've stopped crossing over. The people of God are meant to be people who are constantly crossing over, being developed, being discipled, becoming more and more like Christ, right? So we're going to cross, we're going to cross over some things this morning. It's going to be good. It's going to be so good. <clears throat> Three things this morning. The first is cross over out of, out of bondage. When they crossed the Red Sea, they left bondage and oppression behind in Egypt, right? They, they left all of the, the things. They were, they were slaves in, in Egypt for, for, for thousands, for how long? I forgot. Lots of, 400 years. Thank you. That's what I thought, and then I, it felt wrong. So I, Pastor Alex is, is a Hebrew, so he knows. <laughs> Slavery and bondage for 400, for 400 years, and so Moses leads them out of slavery and, and bondage, and, and they end up in, in the wilderness. But first, we've got to cross out of bondage. Hebrews 12.1 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. This morning, I want to ask you what, are you, what have you let trip you up? Maybe it was just this year, you let some things in that you shouldn't have let in, and, and it's been tripping you up. Maybe it was something that you thought you got freedom from a while ago, but now it's kind of filtered back into your life. Maybe it's, maybe it's something that you've carried your whole life. Maybe it's a sin. Maybe it's a, 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 a mindset. Maybe it's just something that you, it's in something that's been tripping you up over. Let's shred that thing. 
Let's shred that thing. Let's leave that thing at the altar this morning, right? Whatever is keeping you in bondage, whatever keeping you from living God's best, let's get rid of that thing. You don't have to hold it. You don't have to carry it. You don't have to be there anymore. You can cross over just as the Israelites crossed through the Red Sea so we can cross over and get rid of that stuff this morning. Amen? Amen. Come on, somebody. The second thing this morning is cross over into new identity. We're going to hang here for a second because this is really important. This is really important. A lot of, a lot of Christians, they, they, um, they have this moment where they're like, yeah, okay, I, I need Jesus in my life. And so they, they raise their hand, they, they, they do a prayer, and we're going to do that this morning, and, and, and that's great, but oftentimes that's where it stops. They're like, oh, I've been forgiven of my sin. Okay. But then they don't align themselves in the identity that they're now supposed to be stepping into as a son or daughter of the Most High King. Right? So the Israelites, they, they, they walk, they're supposed to, they're supposed to go from Egypt, right, into the Promised Land, but they got hung up. They got hung up. It was supposed to be a quick journey. It ended up being 40 years. 40 years. Why? Because they couldn't get their identity right. They couldn't get their identity right. Numbers 13, 33 says this. So, they, so remember, they, they've, they've crossed out of the Red Sea. They're, they're, they're out of Egypt. They're, they're now in the wilderness. They're supposed to cross into the promised land, but they send spies. They send 12 spies to go check it out, right? We're familiar with, this, with the story. They've got the report. The report comes back, and it says, uh, and we even saw giants there, the descendants of Enoch. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers, and that's what they thought too. They still, they still thought that they were, they, they, they thought that they were the same people. They viewed themselves, when they looked in the mirror, they viewed themselves as slaves. They viewed themselves as less than. They viewed themselves, they didn't view themselves as the people of God. And it was because they didn't view themselves as the people of God, they weren't, even, they weren't able to step into the promised land. We've got to align ourselves under the identity of who God says that we are. Romans 8, 16 says, for your spirit joins with our spirit, for his, joy, his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. That's amazing. That's what the Bible says about you, that you are an heir to God. That all of the stuff that he has, all of the power, all of the might, all of the victory, all, that he hands that to you as, his, as yours. He, he, this is how we're supposed to live. This is the identity that we're supposed to carry. But if we can't fall in line with that identity, then we're never going to be able to walk in the promises of God. And this was Israel's problem. They couldn't align themselves. <clears throat> Joshua and Caleb found their identity in Christ, found their identity in God. They got it. So when they go and see everything, they're like, oh, it's no problem. We're going to be fine because we understand that we're God's people. We're the chosen people of, of Israel. He, he, he got us out of Egypt. 
Right? He, don't you remember the, the miracles that he did for, on our behalf? Don't you remember when we walked through dry, grand, through, through dry ground through the Red Sea? Don't you? God is for us. If, if, if he's for us, then who can be against us? They understood that they were the children of God, and so their identity was in their father. And so because of that, they said, no, we can take it. But the rest of them were like, oh, I don't know. I don't think, we're, I don't think we can do it. Man, this trips a lot of people up. We don't walk in the best that God has for us. Why? Because we can't align ourselves with the identity that God has given us. Church, we're blessed and highly favored. We're the head, not the tail. We're above, not beneath. You don't have to be afraid. Right? God's constantly telling Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. He said, I'm with you. I've chose you. This is who you are in me. And guess what? Joshua just was so silly enough to believe him. Well, if you said it, I believe it. If you said it, I believe it. The problem is, is that we read our Bible and we go, oh, that's not for me. Well, that's not for me because we are, I, we've wrapped our identity into our circumstance. We got Christians walking around with an identity crisis. We don't know who we are. We tie our identity to our circumstance. We tie our identity to, to, to the things around us. We tie our identity to our sin. Well, I am just this way. This is just who I am. We tie our identity to our issues. Well, I'm depressed. I mean, if that's what you say you are. Well, I'm just stuck. You said it. We tie our identity to these things. Why don't we instead say, I have joy in Christ? Why don't we say, I'm victorious? Why don't we say, I'm the head, not the tail? Why don't we say these things? Why don't we tie ourselves? Why don't we align ourselves to what God says about us, but instead we just walk around in the wilderness? It took the Israelites 40 years to get it right. And guess what? Only two of them made it. The rest of them all had to die off. They couldn't figure it out. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be someone who doesn't walk in the promises of God because I couldn't align myself with the good things that he has for me. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> Third thing is we've got to cross over into the promise. We've got to cross into the promise. After 40 years of wandering, they finally made it into the promised land. It's the moment they've been waiting for. This is the promise. Come on, somebody. This is exciting. Yeah. For 40 years, they've been like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Finally, they arrived. They made it. Come on, somebody. It's going to be rainbows and sunshine from here on out. Vacation. We're going to walk in the favor of God. We're in the promised land. Woo! It's going to be sunshine and rainbows. 
get my margarita out. It's going to be amazing. Peace and tranquility. Fluffy cloud of ease. It's the promised land. Flowing with milk and honey. Oh. I mean, you know, that's not what happened. (laughs) Dang it! (laughs) They crossed into Jericho. First of all, first of all, I've been to Jericho. Jericho's the armpit. It is the armpit of the Middle East. It is disgusting. I like it in the Gospels. You know, and Jesus went into Jericho and then out out of Jericho. (laughs) That's exactly what we did when we went into Jericho. We're like, oh, yeah, Jericho. It's hot. It's gross. It's dingy. Jericho is terrible. They went into, they crossed into Jericho, they crossed into a battle. They crossed into a battle. They crossed behind enemy lines. I think oftentimes what trips us up is we expect that we're going to, you know, we're going to go to church and we're going to, we're going to get an alignment and, and then everything is going to be awesome. And we forget that we're a fight, that, that we're in a battle, that, that this thing isn't over, that we still got to show up. See, he never promised that it would be easy. He just promised that you'd have victory. He never promised that it would be easy. He has, however, promised victory. Victory is a promise, but easy's not. Christians, you got to wake up. You got to understand that this thing's not supposed to be easy. We got it all wrong in our head. We think that this is just supposed to be this walk in the park, that it's supposed to be easy. And what happens is the enemy comes and he just, ple- and he just, he just takes us out because we weren't ready for a fight. You got to fight. You got to stand up. Paul talks about putting on the whole armor of God. Why? Because you're in a battle. Because you got to fight. You see, the Israelites crossed over into Jericho, and then they had to do what? They had to fight. It was battle after battle after battle after battle as they took the ground that was given to them. It was their land. It was given to them. God gave it to them, but they still had to show up and fight for it. You see, you can shred some things this morning. You can get free from some things this morning, but tomorrow, if you don't fight for your freedom, tomorrow, if you don't fight for the promises of God, then you're going to wonder what's happened. I guess it wasn't real. I guess I didn't really have breakthrough. Yes, you did. You still got to stand up and fight. You still got to get out your sword. You still got to go. You still got to do this thing. This is why we show up at 530 and pray, man. Every Tuesday Tuesday at 530, this is why we show up. Because we'd like to Smell each other's bad breath at 5.30? No! No! 
Do we want to show up so we look how godly I am? Nobody, nobody's getting up at 5.30 because of religion. Let me just tell you. I set my alarm every Tuesday for 4.42. That extra two minutes is important. get up I wake up out of bed and I'm like I'm going to sharpen my sword I'm going to get around my, my, my warriors they're going to encourage me they're going to believe with me we're going to get real together I'm sharpening my sword I'm exercising why? Because I understand that I'm in a battle for my family. The promises of God are yes and amen, but it's up to me to show up and fight for them. You know what I'm saying? The promises of God are yes and amen, but it's up to us to show up and take hold of it. Yes, you can walk into the promised land. You can enter into the promised land. There's a whole lot of Christians who are in the promised land, but, not have, but have not taken possession of it. You're just sitting there with your hands on your pockets looking at the promised land going, I wonder why I'm not experiencing the promises of God. It's because you're on your butt. You got to get off your butt and you got to start fighting. You got to start taking the promises that God has given you. It's why the women show up at 6.30. Because they're girls, otherwise they do it at 5.30. They're not as strong, but... It's why they show up every Thursday to rally. Because they're standing and they're saying, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. They're, they're sharpening their weapon. They're understanding that this is a battle. We can't just show up to church and watch the promises of God around us. We've got to take hold of them. It is God's heart. Listen, it was God's heart that the Israelites, that all of the Israelites walked into the promised land. But because they couldn't get their act together, none of them actually did. That whole generation died off. I'm telling you right now, what God has for Salt Lake City, Utah is so big. He's promised it. He loves this city. And I will tell you right now, I will not sit on my pockets. I will not sit on my pockets and just wait. I will stand up and fight for my city. I will stand up and fight for my home. I will stand up and fight for this campus because I understand that if we're going to grab on to the promises of God, that we've got to be people that will stand up and fight. We got to be people that will stand up and take it. And so when we're going to shred some things, we're going to leave some things behind. We're going to cross over into the promised land, but we got to understand that it's going to take some people who are willing to fight, who are willing to stand up and say, yes, I believe that God's promises are yes and amen. Let's cross over this morning. Amen. I don't know what you're going to shred this morning. Maybe you're going to shred, and I put my mortgage down. I'm going to shred that thing. I'm going to shred that thing. You know what I realized? Before I can walk in abundance, I first have to shred a poverty mindset. Somebody in here is going to shred cancer. We're going to believe that that is gone in 
Jesus' name. But you got to shred unbelief. People, sometimes we're sitting there and we're praying, God, do a miracle, do a miracle. And yet we've allowed unbelief to hang around our life. For all. we got to shred that. If we're going to step into miraculous, then we got to shred unbelief, right? And I just hope that this year I'll be more happy. Okay. I want that for you too. You want to walk in happiness? You want to you walk in joy? You got to shred depression. We're crossing over into some new things this year. We're crossing over as a church. We're going to be crossing over into new territory. We're going to be crossing over from one service into two. We're going to be crossing over from a, from, we're going to be crossing over into a, into a reality where every single Sunday we see people get set free and healed. We're crossing over into new things, but first we got to leave some things behind. Amen. So as you're writing down some things that you're gonna shred, I wanna pray for you and then what's gonna happen is you're just gonna come up and what we'll do is the shredders will be up here and you're gonna stand up and you're gonna come, if you could just do us a favor and come down the inner aisles and then shred. We're gonna have some people up here we're just gonna pray just a real quick, believe, standing and believing and it's not gonna be long. We're gonna believe and stand in faith that these things are gone go back to your seat and just celebrate and worship and it's going to be awesome. But you have to understand that there's nothing magic about a shredder. But when we walk out in faith, this is an act of faith, we're going to believe that this thing is gone. And then in the morning, we're going to fight for that promise. And the enemy is going to lie, oh, you can't really get healed from cancer. Oh, you can't really get out of debt. Oh, you can't really walk in joy. Oh, you can't really get past that sin. Oh, that can't really happen to you. Oh, you can't really. And what are you going to do? You're going to stand up in faith. You're going to align yourself with the word of God. And you're going to fight for his promises over your life. And you're going to win. Amen? Amen. Y'all ready for sh to shred some stuff? Let's go. Let's go. All right. Ministry team's coming up. I'm on the count of three. I just want you to start standing up and just come down and start shredding. The band is going to play. It's going to be epic. And then I'm just going to do a final prayer for us as we, as we're, before we're all done. You ready? One, two, three. Let's shred. Come on.
A new season of abundance, new season, Father God, of your promises, new season, Father God, of health and a life and abundance. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for prodigals coming home. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for unbelief is being shredded right now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that the old is in fact done. We thank you, Father. We lift it all up in your name. In your mighty name, everybody said, amen. Amen. Come on, give God a shout of praise. Let's go. Amen. Come on. Well, hey, before we, uh, before we wrap up, there's one more thing. You can sit down. You can have a seat. Relax. most important thing that you can ever do in your life is cross over from death into life. Cross over from darkness into light. To cross over into a relationship with your Father in heaven. And so I don't want to end this year without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. He made a way where there wasn't a way. He gave his life as payment for our sins so that we could have a relationship with him. The veil was torn, like Pastor Becca said. The veil was torn. You don't have to go through a a bishop or a priest. You don't have to go through a pastor. You have direct access to God Almighty because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. He made a way. Maybe your life, you've you've not walked into that promise. You've not walked into a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you've kept him at bay because you weren't sure what would happen if you made that decision. Maybe you've made that decision, but since then you've kind of walked away. You've, I know for me, I, I became a Christian at eight years old. I walked with Jesus. I experienced him, but in junior high, I went off the rails. And I made a, made a decision and April of 2007 that I would give my heart back to Jesus and ever since then my life has just continued to accelerate year after year after year after year and so if you're here this morning and you need to make your you need to get your heart right you need to invite Jesus into your life this is the most important crossover you can ever make and so if that's you I just want to put your I just want you to put your hand up I just want to pray with you I see your hand thank you 
Thank you. Is there anyone else? I see your hand. I see your hand. Praise God. I see your hand. I see your hand. Come on, somebody. I see your hand. Let's go. Come on. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Awesome. 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 What an amazing decision that you just made. We're going to pray. I want to pray with you. We're all going to pray this together. We're going to stand and we're going to believe that the old, in fact, is gone. And you're becoming a new, crea- a new creation in Christ Jesus. Let's pray this. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Make me new. I want to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.